to resetting your journey i'm your host jasmine dash and it's time to accept the past embrace the present and change the future all right queens thanks so much for joining me again for another episode of resetting your journey so today I have the pleasure of having a guest here. Her name is Tiara Burton. I'm so excited. She is a mother of three, and I don't want to just dive into everything that she does, but <laughs> I'll let her do the talking. But Tiara, I just want to thank you for joining us here, and um, we're really excited to have you. And by that being said, I want you to share with our listeners who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be on the show. I love everything about what you're doing here. I think it's beautiful. Well, Aww. a little bit about me. Um, like I said, my name is Tierra Burden. I am from the south suburbs of Chicago. I am a mommy of three, a wife, um, a, an aspiring, I guess you can call myself a mommy blogger. <laughs> Still getting yes. used to that term. <laughs> um, I am an artist as well. And, um, yeah, mommy, artist, wife, friend, sister. <laughs> awesome. I love it. And she's an author as well, but we'll talk about that later. Yes, an author too. I keep forgetting that. <laughs> yes, don't forget it, okay? I know. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, so we're just going to dive in there because, ladies, I'm listening on and getting to know Sierra as you're getting to know her. But I'll just share a little bit about how I met her recently. I met her at an, an event. Um, previously, we had Bianca Cotton on the show, and I met her at the Behind the Confident Smile event for the Release the Fear, and it was beautiful. Um, she was painting, and I, she reminded me of somebody when she was painting, and then she was like, yeah, I'm a wife, and I have three kids, and I was like, oh, wow, I need to know who this lady is. So <laughs> <laughs> without further ado, Sierra, uh, go ahead and share with us and let everybody know what is the challenge that you face before God pressed the reset button on your journey. Oh, my goodness. I love that question because I feel like for me, um, just with people, um, I know by looking at me, a lot of people wouldn't think that I faced most of the things that I faced. So um, there was definitely a period of my life where I felt very unworthy just of the presence of God, um, very unworthy of his promises over my life. Um, I battled with depression and suicidal thoughts, and um, it, he really had to bring me into a place where you know, I like to, um, when I do tell my story, I do say that I was one that was very angry with God because I was told a lot of times that he was angry at me. So I felt like, you know, I'm just going to be angry back. So I had a lot of um, just wow. resentment towards him. And um, I was over church. I was over church people. I didn't really want anything to do with God at at that moment of my life. I was in my early 20s, and I was just going through a really hard, hard time. I mean, 
again, just battling with being depressed, not knowing my worth, not knowing, you know, where I was going in life. A lot of things weren't really falling through for me as I thought that they would at the time. Um, Yeah, it was just a really dark place for me. And I remember telling him, like, you know, Lord, you have to make yourself real to me because, um, you know, I, I was in church but not really a part of it. You know, I was just going because it was the right thing to do or because my mom told me that I had to go. So I was just there, and I was just still going through the motions even when I would leave church, and I would still, you know, have this hardness in my heart toward him. So I told him, you have to make it tangible for me. I have to feel you. So um, I kid you not, <laughs> I like to tell everybody that a phone call saved my life, literally. Um, wow. I will never forget this. The night before, um, I had this encounter with God. I I was writing in my journal, and again, I think I was about 20, 21. I was very early 20s. Um, writing in my journal, it was a Saturday night. I had just had a huge altercation uh, with a loved one, so I was just pretty much over it. I was telling God that I was ready to end it. I said, you can take my life right now because it's not worth living, so I don't see an end to this turmoil that I'm going through. I don't know why I'm going through this. I don't know why you... Why do you hate me so much, Lord, to have me go through this again and again? And so at that moment, I literally wrote the words out, I'm done, I don't want to live anymore. And then I got a phone call asking if I wanted to visit a church. (laughs) Now, mind you, this was from a friend that I had been avoiding for, like, months because I was still, Mm -hmm. like, living my life, still trying to, you know, party, clubbing, drinking, anything that I can do to kind of numb the pain that I was feeling. I was running, so I avoided this girl, like, <laughs> she's like, hey, my church is having a conference, you want to come? And I'd be like, oh, no, um, I'm doing something that day, but she was very persistent. I can tell you this, when God wants to get you, he will get you, he will pursue you, and that's exactly what he did through her, because yeah. <laughs> she really did not give up as many times as I just rejected her and just made up stories about not, you know, anything I could to get out of going to church because I was, you know, I didn't want to meet God really face to face. I didn't know what I was, um, you know, going to be into. So at the time I wasn't driving. So I was really trying to use any excuse in the book. I'm like, oh, you know, I can't visit your church because I don't have a car. And she's like, "Um, I'll come get you. And I was like, man, you'll come get me. I was like, okay. (laughs) I was like, um, well, you know, still trying to come up with something. I really, I didn't have any excuse because that was my main excuse is I don't have transportation. And I kid you not, that Sunday, um, I'll never forget it, God met me. And I I remember just feeling a tangible presence of God. And it's like he wrapped his hand around my heart and really never let me go from that point Mm -hmm. on. It's like, I remember the words that he told me, just verbatim. Because coming from just the background that I came from, um, I felt very unworthy. I felt just from my past as just being, you know, promiscuous and just trying to find my value in things that weren't of God. I did a lot of that. It was a lot of searching, and I was searching and trying to fill voids with different things and different people. Like I said, alcohol, um, partying, just being wild. I just was trying to fill these voids that only God could fill. And I remember the pastor mm-hmm. telling me, um, that God was wiping my slate clean. And to hear that versus hearing that God was mad at me, I mean, it just broke something in me to where I'm like, wow. So it's like here this God is that still, like, loves me. He still wants everything to do with me. He never changed his mind about me. From that that day on, I really felt like he 
he reset my journey for me with just that that experience with him. It was just I had my my woman at the well moment is what I like to call it because I'm like after that I'm like whoa come see about a man about myself. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just fell just recklessly in love with Jesus. And I feel like from that, that moment, he's been recklessly pursuing me and he just hasn't stopped. And my life is evident just of his faithfulness, of his grace. So that's how he reset the journey for me. He had to make it tangible for me. I told him and he met me there. <laughs> so wow. that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's so beautiful. Um, I know there's, like, a lot of people, what I could say for myself, um, just, like, based upon, like, what I've heard you say, uh, our journeys are a little similar in regards to them promiscuality and, like, mm-hmm. partying and drinking. I used to smoke a lot of weed, and so, like, I know, yeah. like, what it's like to be in that really dark place um, and to try everything that you possibly can but to reach for God. And I, I say, too, like, I feel like God backed me into a corner, and I was backed in the corner with nothing in my hands. But I, all I could do was surrender. So I, yeah, yeah, and like you said, like He will pursue you, like, and that's the beautiful part about it because you think that you know you want to hear, like you said, the bad things about you, but God's like, nope, I still love you even when you yeah. did everything. And like you said, yeah. He wiped your slate clean. Like that's incredible. That is incredible, and that's, um, yeah, yeah, I just think that that's just so powerful um, for somebody to hear that. So I kind of want to touch base because I I like to dig. (laughs) (laughs) I like to dig a little bit. Um, Share with us maybe like, like a time. So before, you know, this call came, before you had that moment of like suicidal thoughts, of, like, I can't do this anymore. What was your life like um, in regards to, like, what was an everyday life for you? Like you said, you were partying and you were, you know, like being promiscuous and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When it came to God, like, did you have a relationship with God, like, at all at that moment? Or was it that you just, like you said, went to church whenever, you know, you could, but it wasn't really anything there? What was that like for you? Well, for me, just growing up, like, church was just just a normal thing to do. Like, it was the right thing to do. So church was always there. But as far as having that real relationship with God, I really didn't have one for myself. And it's like, I I, I feel like I just, um, I put God in such a, a way that, that kind of made him more of a dictator than this loving beautiful God that he is, this, you know, nurturing God that he is. So I didn't know the nurturing side of God. I just knew all the rules and all the things that, you you know, the commandments, what you have to follow, this is wrong, this is right. But I never really had a real relationship with him. Um, I mainly, mainly tried to pursue God through my mother, if that makes sense. So mm. it's like I would go to her and ask her, you know, well, what did God say about this and what did God say about that? And I really didn't have my own prayer life. I didn't have my own communication with him, which I think kind of um, definitely stagnated me in a lot of ways because I was so dependent upon her and what he said through her that it it stopped me from, you know, really pursuing who he was because in the same life, I was still hearing that, you know, 
if I did something wrong, uh, you know, he's he's mad at you. or So it really stopped me from wanting to get to know this guy because I'm like, oh, man, he's angry with me. I don't know what that means. So it, it drove me more into a dark place because I was too afraid to really pursue him for myself. So it's like, okay, if he's mad at me, then I'm just going to keep doing my thing because he doesn't care anyway. So, mm. you know, I was still early 20s. Um, life for me was not easy. I grew up in a very um, somewhat broken home. I, my dad was not really in the picture. So that left a lot of room for Satan to come in and kind of, you know, you start to, when dads aren't there to affirm their daughters, we start looking for it in other things. So we start yeah. looking for it in other people. So it's like I found validation through, um through sleeping with people and just, you know, people who just weren't right for me. That's how I, I was validated in that way. So and I didn't know my worth. I didn't know how worthy or how precious I was. Um, so it, it really, it was a tough time, especially just being a teenager. Um, I didn't know who I was. I lacked identity. I didn't really have you know, my mom did the best that she could, being a single mother and raising, because um, I'm the oldest of seven. So oh, wow. raising, yeah. So, and I tell my sister to this day, like, when I was a teenager, like, y'all, I am sorry. I was the worst example ever. So <laughs> like, I hope that, like, I hope that my life makes up for it now. So that's why I live my life to be the best example that I can now, because I know how I was just as a um, a teenager going into my, my early 20s. I was just a mess. I was everywhere. I had no identity. I had no worth. I had no value in myself. I had no voice. I was very um, um, inward with how I um, processed things. So I was very um, to myself. So that was a, a hurdle for me, too, was to really, you know, I couldn't, I was not a, a good communicator when it came to saying, you know, things that I went through. I went through some pretty traumatic experiences, which, too, shaped a lot of um, my perception of God as, you know, like, why weren't you there for me? Mm. And I started to view him as man and what man did to me. So it's like I looked at God through those same lenses. It's like, you're going to let me down like everybody else. So, um <sighs> Yeah, it was really, it was tough. I, I Like I tell people, my life was not glitter and gold and glitz and glamour. Like, I, it was rough. So, yeah. <laughs> like, to, um, to go, just to look back over certain things that I did go through, it's like, wow, I know that it, it was only by the grace of God because Lord knows my story could have been completely different if he didn't snatch me when he did. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, um... It's like hearing uh, my story a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, okay, wow, this is something. <laughs> this is something. Okay, I'm just going to, like, not talk. So how has, <laughs> how has your journey shown you the path that God has prepared for your life? So take us from the moment where you had that encounter with God, the one that's so memorable, um, to where you are now. What has happened in regards to building a relationship with Christ and how he's changed you to be the wife and the mother and the businesswoman that you are today? Oh, my goodness. Just from, I think, I, like, really frequently think about it a lot, honestly, from the time that I walked through the doors of my church that I'm at now till now, it's like I've been on a beautiful journey with God. It's just no matter the 
the dips and the turns and whatever, I can say that my trust in him has definitely grown and just to know that I can depend on him more than anything because it's, it's just evident that his hand has been on my life um, just from the 21-year-old girl to the almost 30-year-old woman that you're talking to now. Like, he's definitely been there. And I know for a fact that I've been through most of the things that I've been through um, just so that I can, you know, be inspiring and be inspiration to other people. Um, just with going through um, losses, I've experienced miscarriage. Um, I just recently lost my mom in July. Oh, so it's sorry been, to hear that. Yeah, thank you. But he's been, he's been there every step of the way. So it's like I, when, you know, when I tell people that God is faithful, like I stand on that because, my life is just evident that his hand is upon me and that his hand is upon my family. Um, just with shaping of my mind, um, just to be someone who, who clearly could have lost her mind and to stand here with a sound mind and sound thoughts and, you know, not really be someone that's still in bondage from just depression and, you know, suicide. And even though, you know, mourning yeah. and grief is hard, I could, just a testament of God's faithfulness that, the scriptures are, are true. He will not let the waters overtake us. He will not let, you know, just what the word says, he won't let these things consume us. So yeah. it's just evident that he's just been with me. And I've just been on, I like to, <laughs> I'm a worshiper, so I like to describe myself as just love thing. Anything Jesus, worship, prayer, like that is just all me because that's how I got to know him. I've built my relationship with God through prayer. Um, when I first got saved, I really didn't know, you know, how to pray because I was so used to going to my mom and asking her to pray for me or pray for certain things for me. So it's yeah. like I had to learn that all by myself. Um, when I first got saved, I, this story cracked me up because um, secular music used to be like a real stronghold for me when I first, first got saved. So it's like I didn't know that I could have a worship experience at home like I did at church. Because my mm. music was different, <laughs> so it's like, okay, I can't put on Little Wayne and then expect to have Jesus walk through the room. So it's like, my friends were <laughs> like, no, they're like, no, girl, you need to change what you're listening to and what you're, you know, that still have a stronghold on you. So it's like once I learned how to cultivate an atmosphere of just worship and prayer in my own home, I really believe that that it sets the tone for who I am today right now um just with knowing that i can i can be a presence carrier and you know that that time with god has really shaped me and got me through a lot of journeys and battles that i've faced even from being 21 till now it's just been you know especially with being married being a mom that is a whole nother ball game <laughs> it's just yeah completely different so i i thank god that i had my my single years with him to cultivate you know my prayer life and my worship life. So it's, it's when times do get hard, I know who to run to. So I'm not running to things that I did before in my past, um, you know, for temporary comforts. I've, I've built that altar to where I know that he is my source. He's the one that sustains me. So yeah. it's just been a complete just me and God, even though, you know, I have my husband, I have my kids, I have my friends. At the end of the day, it's still just me and him. Our my relationship yeah. with him, it pours over into everything else that I do. So it's once we stay and we, you know, you have to guard that. So it's like no one can take that from me. Like it says in the word, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. 
You yeah. have to guard it like you guard anything else. So that's been my sustaining grace, my reason why I breathe, my reason why I'm sane, my reason why I can do anything that I do today or, you know, even speak before you now with just going back over the things that I've went, been through. It's been only by the grace of God, only by him. Yeah. 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 Oh, I just think it's so beautiful and encouraging that you said, like, you know, just protecting your relationship with, like, Christ, like, even in the midst of, like, being married and being, you know, a mother, too, because that's something, like, I guess I don't want to, like, lose, you know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still single, and I, I love this love thing that we have going on right now. Yes. It's yes. like this sweet spot, and I'm like, I'm good. like, I'm actually okay, guys. Like right now, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like I know that you know, like you put marriage in my path and children, but like mm-hmm. I'm really cool with just me and you. And I, I couldn't yes. say that a year ago. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think good. it's just interesting that you said that you can like even preserve that, like even through the midst of you, you know, like oh, doing taking care to. of your responsibilities. So mm-hmm. I, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. You um, have to. Yeah, so I I actually was going to ask you that, and you answered <laughs> before I even. So thank you for that. Thank you for that. I mean, God is faithful. He's so good. That's that's just a beautiful, beautiful thing, beautiful thing. So thank you for sharing that. So if you could with us, just share with us your favorite scriptures. I know you dropped a couple of them in the midst of you talking, but <laughs> what are your yes, favorites? Okay, so this was so hard. I think that's the hardest <laughs> question. I was like, my favorite anybody if you if you have trouble re- reading the word of god or not knowing where to start open the book of psalms i'm telling you it is my go to literally every human emotion or experience that we may be going through can be found there and it yeah. just blows my mind so it's like it's no matter how many times i can read the same scripture over and over the same passage or whatever from the book of psalms and it just like you said, that sweet spot, and I'm like, uh, just in love all over again. <laughs> like, I mean, that's so, I have a lot of them from the Book of Psalms. One of my favorite ones that I've been really meditating on um, has been Psalm 9419, and in the NIV version it says, um, when anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me great joy. So that mm. scripture pretty much, it. Anytime I'm feeling just anxious or, you know, I'm letting worry get the best of me, I go back to that scripture because it speaks of God's comfort and yeah. how it brings us joy. So it's like I can just let my guards down, whatever it is that I'm worried about, and just think about the times that he's wrapped his arms around me and just, you know, wooed me, loved me, took care of anything that it is that I might have been going through. So it's it's knowing that he cares and that much about us to kind of just console us when we are anxious and having yeah. all kind of anxieties. And that can, whether you're a mommy, wife, single, we all have anxiety. So that's just one of my favorite ones to go to. Um, I love it. Oh, my goodness. It was so hard. My one that I learned <laughs> when I was very little was uh, Philippians 4.13. Of course, everyone knows that one. <laughs> so I like to do uh, say that one when I feel like, you know, I'm doing something that I haven't done before. So it's, that oh. one is, um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I love, love, love that one. That's um, good. 
Yeah, and then I'll give you one more. Psalm 54 okay. and 4. I know, see, you can't, that was such a hard one. Oh it's okay. Time. People have multiple ones all the time. It's fine. <laughs> okay, this is my last one. Psalm 54 and 4 says, Surely God is my help. The Lord is the one who sustains me. So that's Amen. one of my favorite ones. He is the one who sustains me. He is my source. Again, that one goes back to just guarding your relationship with him. So it's like I know if everything else is going crazy in the world, I can go back to the one who sustains me. When it's all falling apart, he's going to put me right back together. So that's one of my favorite ones. Yes, I love it. Yes. <laughs> that's so good. Oh, I have so many questions, but I'm going to stick to the Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So what do you do daily to let your light shine? Um, I like to just be as motivational and as inspirational as I can. So if you follow me on social media, then you guys already know I'm usually posting something that uh, just sparks the one who's viewing it to kind of either I'm asking a question about something that may be hindering you or I'm trying to push you to pursue your dreams or something like that. So I like to um, – just be the hope addict that I am. <laughs> so I like to call myself self-proclaimed hope addict because I feel like a lot of us are lacking hope. So if I can just be, you know, just an ounce of hope for somebody else, you know, yeah. every day, then I feel like I've done my job. If I can motivate somebody to do something or think differently, then I know that my light is shining and my work has been done for the day. Amen. I love that. Come on. <laughs> With the hope, yes. Right? Listen, we need, we all need a little bit of hope in our lives, okay? We do. I tell you, I had plenty of moments where I felt hopeless, but <laughs> yes. anyways, yes, I love it. Awesome. Okay, so name three things that you would tell your younger self. Um, I would tell my younger self that I'm worthy. Yes. I would tell my younger self to focus. Um, and I would tell my younger self to never give up. So no matter how big those dreams were that seemed impossible to other people, just to, yeah, I really would go back to myself and tell myself to just focus on that, never give up, and know your worth, girl. <laughs> That's right. That's important. I love that. Mm-hmm. So I am a queen, and I love me some me. Why do you love you some you? What makes you extraordinary? I- I love that question. I love it, love it, love it. I like to think that um, I do have the gift of just making people feel comfortable, making people – I love to laugh, so I am a total goofball at times, so I do feel like um, that's an extraordinary gift of mine, just to bring out the joy in people. I try to lighten up certain crowds, certain rooms. So, um, And, again, just my my natural gift of inspiring people is to – yeah, so laughter and um, inspiring. <laughs> Inspiration and hope. There you mm-hmm. go. Yes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Awesome. Okay, so name a good book and a resource or a tool that you'd like to recommend to our listeners. Oh, a good book. Okay, for anybody that wants to, like, cultivate and grow in your prayer life, I would suggest getting the book Beyond the Veil. I forget the name of the author. You can look it up. That is a really good, good book, and it, it also can help you, like, cultivate just times and worship. 
So there's certain moments in the book where you just want to put it down and just fall on your face. So if you're needing help oh. with, with trying to, like, cultivate that sweet spot with God and you're not sure how to pursue it, that book will wreck your life, but for the good. So I would recommend that book, and I would recommend um, a book by Bill Johnson called Dreaming with God. So all my dreamers out there, it is a really, really great book. Oh, awesome. What's that one about? <laughs> so what is it about? like? Dreaming with God? Yeah. That one is about like partnering with God, um, pursuing your vision, how to um go from being um, you know, servants to friends of God but still using your gifts to serve God's people. It mm. is a really, really, really dynamic book. It's a paradigm shifter, so it it'll it's one of those books that'll get you to think differently with how you view yourself and how you view the things that God's put inside of you. And how, again, with the worst thing, how we are worthy to partner with um, heaven to bring heaven down and, you know, with our gifts. So it's, it's a very excellent book by Bill Johnson. It's called Dreaming with God. Awesome. I love that. Mm-hmm. And you got one more to recommend as well. Oh, yes. My book, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. it's so <laughs> beautiful. Like, it's the most Thank beautiful you. book. but. Oh, I'm goodness. not a mommy, so but <laughs> yes. <It's> okay. <laughs> I had a couple of um, moms in waiting, or you know, that are that purchased the book, so that blessed me. So is that a thing? A, a, yeah, like if you're a mommy, or you're not a mommy yet, or you you know you want to prepare to for when you are a mom. That's where my whole mom and waiting thing comes from. You're preparing for when you do become a mom one day. Oh wow! <laughs> so, yes. So I think that is that's best if you can, like, cultivate your prayer life right now before you get kids that are vying for your attention and they want you to, I mean, goodness, it's just a whole other uh, world once you get kids. But if you can, you know, create that space right now before you have kids, before you have a husband, um, your prayer life is our source. It's where we, we go to be renewed, refreshed. It's, it's definitely something that's important um, just for, for any any woman, any man. You definitely want to have that um, cultivated in your life before marriage, before kids. So if you can have that on life beforehand. So that's why I recommend it, too. Um, maybe, you know, you're not a mom yet. But um, it's my book, The Mommy Prayer Journal. It's Concealing the Prayer Life, The Mommy Prayer Journal. So um, yes. it's, it's a book that's designed to help you – um, dig deeper in your prayer life. There is um, some cool little seek challenges in there that'll, um, you know, help you dig up some things that may be stopping or blocking your worship life or your prayer life. Um, and there's just some fun things in there. I think that you probably would love. Since you're a love bug like me, you probably would love one of the challenges that um, it just had you to like write a love letter to God and and view the, the, the ways that He's like rescued you. I really think once we have those reminders. It makes it a little easier to press in because it makes our heart thankful and glad. So that makes it really easy to press into the presence of God. So that is um, yeah. just some little some things that are in the mommy prayer journal. So things that make you tender. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we need that. We have to stay tender. Yes, ma'am. All so, right. The mommy prayer journal. Yeah, you can find that on my website, uh, www.concealingandprayerlife.com, and it is in the shop with me section of the website. That's fantastic. So I forgot to ask you because we were just flowing, and I was trying not to ask you too many bad <laughs> questions. So I was just like letting the Holy Spirit reel me in and yeah. just stay focused. <laughs> 
I forgot to ask you as we were talking, how did you come to where you are now with um, concealer in a prayer life, correct? Yes. Okay. So where, like, how did that evolve? So for, it started out, I'll tell you um, just a funny story, just the backdrop of it, of where I got the name from. I was scrolling through Facebook, just minding my business, and I come across this picture of Barbie, and it's like, it's Barbie before kids, and she just looked, you know, just all put together, so pretty, you know, our just regular glamorous Barbie. Then on the flip side, it's a picture of Barbie with two kids. At the time, I was pregnant with my third when I saw this picture, so I was like, okay, Barbie with two kids has circles under her eyes. They, oh. cut, off Barbie's, they cut off Barbie's hair. I mean, she had lipstick everywhere. It looked like she lived like a hard life. So I was like, wow. I said, if this is Barbie with two kids, I'm really afraid to see Barbie with three kids. Like, what is going on? So I, I just uh, shared the picture, and I'm like, man, Barbie got to get her some concealer in the prayer life. And I was like, oh, wow. That's, I was like, okay. So God, That's it, genius. Yes, it didn't leave my head for, like, a couple of weeks. So I'm like, okay, Lord, um, I'm waking up here and concealing the prayer life. I'm going to sleep here and concealing the prayer life. Yeah. Like, what did you want me to do with this? Like, okay. And it's just a cute, fun play on words. Um, and I really believe that with concealing the prayer life, we're just revamping the image of motherhood. Because I think mm-hmm. for a lot of us, um, you see that that second picture of Barbie. So we we feel like that's what motherhood is. You give up on yourself. You let yourself go. You let go of your dreams. You let go of your ambitions. You obviously let go of your prayer life if you're walking around looking like that. Like you just yeah, <laughs> look at that mess. I mean, a hot mess. You cannot be in the presence of God looking like that. Like, what's going on, Barbie? But no, <laughs> but it's like, oh my goodness. So that it really stuck. And I feel like, you know, again, concealing the prayer life is just revamping the image of motherhood. What we've been told motherhood is, is I want to redefine that. So that's what um, the heartbeat behind it is. It's just redefining the image of motherhood. Letting moms know that you can still pursue your dreams. You can still look absolutely beautiful after having your kids. You can still, you know, take some time for yourself. Um, to dig into yourself, I talk a lot about some really heavy topics as far as um, postpartum depression, miscarriages, um, just mental things that a lot of moms may be going through with not feeling yeah. um, fulfilled in motherhood or, you know, living a life of regret because, you know, they had kids and now they feel like they can't pursue certain things. So it's just a safe space for moms. Um um, the tagline is a guide to surviving motherhood. So I like to make the jokes that um, if my brows look okay, then I can conquer the day. So like, I, love, <laughs> I love it. I love makeup. I love, <laughs> you know, that's just me. I'm like, okay, I have kids. I have three of them, but I'm not about to look like, you know, what I'm going through mess. here. <laughs> me Barbie, like, out here in these streets. Through, yeah. <laughs> to get her some concealer in a prayer life. What is going on? Uh, okay. <laughs> so I'm never going to forget that. <laughs> yes, yes. And I and I listen, listen, when she said I was sitting in there at the um release the fear of it, she was like, Oh hi, my name is Sierra and I'm a wife and I'm a mom of three. I said, huh? <laughs> 
that's usually everybody's like reaction. Like, what? Because <laughs> she's standing there, she looks completely like the regular Barbie, like the black Barbie over here. I'm saying she got it all together. I need to know what's going on here. Like, that's all. Girl, no, I learned some tips and some tricks. I'm like, look, I still have a husband that needs to still be attracted to me too. So we gonna have to like, you know what I mean? Kids are okay. not an excuse. Like, it's just not. <laughs> I thank you for that. Yeah. I appreciate you for preparing me ahead of time, too, because I'm yes, going to look into this because I'm going to need to, you know, enhance my concealer in a prayer life because I'm like, yes. Lord, right now, like, <laughs> even right now, it takes me a long time to get myself together. How do you, how do you, do, how does she do it? <laughs> I tell people all the time because I work, too. I know one of the moms at the uh, Release the Fear event, she's like, oh, are you a stay-at-home mom? Um, you got a lot of time on your hands. And I just laughed. I said, girl, no. <laughs> oh. I do not. I said, I do not. I still work a nine to five. I still conceal in a prayer life is what I do kind of on the side, like when my kids are asleep. Or if I am at work and I'm on break, I'm usually working on, like, blog posts or something like that. So it's like with my makeup, I had to find time to, like, really learn how to do it really fast. Usually if you see me on the train, I'll probably hop on the train without a face on. And then once I'm off the train, I'll be, uh, you know, looking like I'm ready to conquer the day. So Already beat. I, uh, yeah, rouse like, I learned how to do it. <laughs> learn how to I do love it quick. It. Yes. Okay. Listen, nothing is stopping you. I love it. <laughs> this is amazing. You got to, listen, you got to get in where you fit in. The Lord you will do. give you these witty ideas yes. and intentions, yes. and you got to just flow with it. And, I mean, there is nothing stopping you. No limitations. <laughs> I love Seriously, this. No excuse. <laughs> no excuses, okay? No excuses. You got to get it together. Yes, ma'am. Listen, ma'am, we have a lot of learning to do. <laughs> Oh, lot of learning to do. This is wisdom. Are y'all picking this up? I hope you are, okay? I'm, I'm, that's all I'm going to say. Hilarious. I love it. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I want to wrap this up, so I'm going to give you 10 seconds on the clock for 10 seconds of motivation. You get these 10 seconds, you say whatever comes to your mind, and I have a timer. So are you ready? Okay. Yes. All right. In three, two, one. One. Follow your heart. Partner with God. Whatever it is that he's pressing upon you, even if it scares you, do it afraid. You are worthy of the journey. You are worthy of the purpose. <laughs> awesome. A little over, but it was perfect. I love All right. it. You are worthy. <laughs> yes. Partner with the Lord. I love it. Fantastic. All right, Sierra, I have had a blast with you. I've learned a lot from you. You have encouraged me, and I'm just so excited to see all the fullness that God has in store for you. So thank you for joining us here on Resetting Your Journey. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Such an honor. Such a good time. Awesome. So if you could share with our listeners a little bit of contact information, how they can be able to reach you. Yes. Um, you can find me on Instagram, um, T underscore E-R-A Burton, and you can find me on Facebook, Tierra Burton. You can also um, find me on my website, www.concealerandofprayerlife.com, and I also have the Conceal and a Prayer Life uh, Facebook page as well that you can find me there. Awesome. 
Well, once again, queens, this is another episode of Resetting Your Journey, and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening, queens. Were you encouraged by today's episode? Are you ready to live? Is it time to press reset on your life? If so, visit aplaceforqueens.net to find out more about our guests and resources mentioned on the show. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And remember, you are not alone. On that note, let's end with the jam session. chances and when i get to 9.99 i get to press reset i love you queens